This is Dr. Janelle Perkins Muhammad, licensed marriage and family therapist. Life comes with many changes. Some are expected, some are unexpected, some positive, some challenging. But you don't have to navigate them alone. There are people who care and want to help. You're in the right place because I'm here to connect you with them. What is your next step? Making choices that involve change can be difficult. Where can you find the resources who have answers for your questions? Our team of experts and professionals can help you make informed decisions with less stress to help you manage these changes in your life easier. You'll also meet people just like you who share their stories to encourage you not to give up. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thank you for joining me today on the Life Changes Channel podcast, where we'll cover topics around life changes that you might be facing in your career and education, health, finances, relationships, parenting, aging, real estate, lifestyle, loss, and personal growth. This show started out as a Divorce Magazine Canada podcast, but so much of the content could also apply even if you aren't dealing with a divorce or separation. So now, it's Life Changes Channel. There will still be lots of information to support you or someone you care about who is dealing with divorce or separation. I encourage you to go back and meet all the incredible guests in the earlier episodes. There is so much gold there. And hey, did you know we have a YouTube channel, a new Life Changes channel, and free magazines with articles from our team available across much of Alberta, as well as on our website, lifechangesmag.com. We also hold online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome. Check out the links in the show notes and be sure to join us. We love bringing experts to you please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. Have you got some hobbies or some interests that you used to enjoy that you've put on the back burner you're not making time for and you've maybe even forgotten about? Well, my guest today, Nicole Rafa, used to enjoy art, quit doing it, put it aside, got busy with life, and then she started to dabble in it again and realized the powerful effects that it had on her life. You're going to really find this fascinating. Let's meet her now. Hey, Nicole, this is really fun. I've been looking forward to having you on the show and I discovered your work and met you at an event where your art was being, you were there, you were sharing your art. It was being showcased and Man, I was fascinated with the art. That drew me in right away. And then when I heard why you're doing it, how you came to use it and what it can do for others, I was really intrigued. I was like, okay, well, I need you on the podcast. And you're like, sure, I'm in. <laughs> so I just love that. I love that. Welcome to Welcome. the show. Please tell us who you are. Tell us a bit about you and how you were led to use art in your life and what it's done for you. For sure. Uh, thank you for, for having me here. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, the market that we met at was uh, a great place. It was actually being put on by the Central Alberta Sexual Assault Support Centre. Um, that was one of the reasons I, I wanted to go there is because that was close to my heart and a little bit speaks to my experience as well. So 
So um, it was kind of, I think, meant to be that we met there. <laughs> I agree. But, um, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I've been doing art um, technically my whole life. As a child, I did it a lot and I really enjoyed it. I was very artistic as a kid, painting and building things and doing stuff like that. Um, didn't do it for many years when I was a teenager and uh, in, into my 20s. But about uh, three years ago, four years ago now, um, I started doing it um, more for fun and for a way to relax and stuff like that. But I noticed uh, sort of around the same time that I was having issues coming up from myself, from my past, from over 20 years ago. And I noticed that the art was just extremely therapeutic for me and that I really enjoyed doing it. It really helped me get into a state of like a meditative state that helped me, number one, just relax. And number two, to be able to process the emotions that were coming up for me that I thought had been dealt with 20 years ago. So um, yeah, that's kind of what brought me to start producing my art. And um, because of the therapeutic value of it, I really wanted to share it with people. Um, and so I also created a coloring book so that other people can can do the coloring and do the art themselves if they don't want to paint or anything like that. It can be a bit intimidating. So I think a coloring book's a little bit easier to get into and you can still get the benefits of the art therapy from it. And uh, yeah, I it was definitely part of my therapy. It wasn't the only thing I did. There was other, other aspects to it as well, but I found the art very valuable um, and it's pretty well free and easy and anyone can do it. So yeah. <laughs> It's interesting what we discover in those quiet spaces. Yeah. When you, when you describe this meditative state that you find yourself in as you're drawing and coloring this art, it's something that I know myself, I, I hoard busyness. We were just talking before I started recording about, you know, I've done three interviews and six meetings today and, and, you know, I stay so busy. And a lot of times I think when people say, Hey, how are you? It's like, Oh, I'm busy. I've been really busy. What are, what are we doing by filling our lives with that much busyness? You know, where, where are we allowing for that quiet and that, that silence and allow for us to discover what's, what's there that needs some attention. And what I love is when you described where the art takes you, whether you're creating it or you're, now, you know, coloring, doing, adding the color. Um, I'd, I'd love it if you could show us some of the art now for anybody listening, <laughs> for anybody listening, the video is also on our YouTube channel. So if you would like to see sure. and meet Nicole and see some of her art, then get over on the YouTube channel <laughs> and check out the video so that you can also see some of her art, but it's, it's mandala art, beautiful just looking at it, I find that it feels calming and peaceful. Now you said there's something to that, something about the symmetry or there's, there's something to yeah. that, right? Can you tell yeah, us more? There's, there's actually, yeah, been a lot of studies done on mandalas and stuff like that. And they're, they've been used traditionally for thousands of years. Like you can see them in architecture and art and stuff going back thousands of years. And traditionally they've been used to enter a meditative state and in a meditative trance that's what they're there for and that's what the the symmetry does and it's it's drawing you to a point in the middle of the mandala which is called the seed 
And that's kind of where you start your mandala meditation journey and you just kind of follow to the designs and let your eyes wander and just breathe deeply. And yeah, something about the symmetry and the repeating patterns is can put your brain into the, I believe it's alpha brainwave state that is a meditative state. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And like, who discovered this? It makes you wonder. I'm sure there's a lot of history behind it, <laughs> but right? the fact that, uh, did you know that when you started with that type of art? No, I actually, I only started researching it <clears throat> when I uh, did my coloring book because I knew a bit about um, color therapy, how different colors can help uh, or not help, but like uh, induce certain emotions and stuff like that. And then I, I don't know how, but I, I think I just ended up Googling like medical studies on mandalas or something like that. And there's actually quite a few, like they studied um, like nurses who are in high stress jobs. They gave them coloring books and they had mandala coloring books or just regular ones, just free form coloring. And the nurses that colored mandalas had a 20% decrease in their anxiety afterwards. And the other coloring ones, it was almost like a negligible decrease. They weren't that much relaxed afterwards. But with the mandalas, there was a significant decrease in their anxiety. And uh, there's been studies with children, too, with the drawing and coloring mandalas, where because of the meditative state, they're um, kind of more open to dealing with mental issues or physical illness. It's easier for kids to talk about it and they're easier for them to explain themselves and yeah there's actually been a lot of scientific medical studies done on them it's quite cool <laughs> I had no idea till I was well into it I love that it's so simple too you know we maybe overthink yeah. sometimes but it maybe offers another tool for self-regulation whether it's it's kids or out can you imagine if the whole family sat down in the evening after a stressful day and just did a little a little coloring of a mandala <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's all do a page yeah. in Nicole's coloring book tonight, and, yeah. and we're all going to be. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's yeah. amazing! So, have you got something to show us? Have you got something? Handy? I do. Um, here, I got a couple of good ones here. Sure. I like my big ones. <gasps> oh, that's amazing! And so, you created this. This is your yep. art. Yeah. And then I got one more hand here. Another bigger one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I love that. Look at the curves. And there's like moon. Looks like right? moon symbols in there. It's on that dark background. That was a fun one. Yeah. And did you layer that over the dark background? You created it on top of that? Um, the It was all white to start. And then I just draw the design and then just paint the colors in okay. where I want them yeah and do yeah. you do you use like how is it so beautifully symmetric can you use tools do you are you are you yeah. like okay I use I use like a geometry set right like like in high like in school just the compass that draws the circles and then a ruler and then I draw a bit of a grid so I'll draw a circle and then a grid with just kind of like pie lines in it sort right. of thing but I freehand all of the designs. It's all freehand. Because how else are you going to get that kind of symmetry? There's got to be some math involved and engineering and physics. Yeah. And no chemistry. Well, maybe there's some chemistry. <laughs> it's, they look really complicated, but they're fairly simple. Like that one, the grid was probably just a circle 
maybe two or three circles in each other and then six lines and then I I just go from there so yeah sure it sounds <laughs> perfectly easy <laughs> yeah do you uh, two weeks later you're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's actually pretty good like that yeah, that there's a lot. lot of detail they take a long time the big ones yeah do you ever teach anyone to do this um, I've taught a couple um, individual classes so far, and I'm actually collaborating with a friend of mine right now to do some uh, live classes in October, um, where we'll do some at his shop and teach people how to, well, maybe do a paint one, like a smaller painting, so it, it won't take two weeks, it'll be like an hour, <laughs> and or maybe just a drawing one where we use pencils and markers and stuff like that, so I have had a few people ask me about that, so it's definitely in the works. That's good to hear because yeah. it, to be able to give that, give that tool to people so that they can explore that. And maybe, I mean, it looks intimidating when you look at that art, it's like, I could never create that. But if you can show them on a smaller scale that they, yeah. this is how, this is what it's done. You just do it on a bigger scale or yeah. turn them loose with their creativity. They, it's going to, everything's going to be so unique. Yeah. What each person does that's just fascinating. Um, I actually would love to try some of this more. I've mentioned in some other podcasts that I've been fortunate to be surrounded about around with artists throughout my life. And because of that, I was very intimidated to put pen to paper, paint to paper. That was just so permanent. You know, I just yeah. want to do it right the first time. That's not even realistic for anything in life. But it was scary. And so about a year ago, I did sign up for a watercolor class. And was ter I was terrified. Like, it sounds so silly, especially to someone who's an artist, maybe, that <laughs> I, it was a lesson in vulnerability and just trying something new that I knew I wouldn't be good at the first time. But it was meant for success. And yes, within a few mm -hmm. hours, um, I think it was a couple hours, maybe, I came home with a piece of art. And yeah. You know, it it's it was a lesson that it's worth trying something. It doesn't matter what age you are, or if you think you are not going to succeed. So, yeah. and that didn't even, that was of some flowers. If I was doing mandala, where I also benefit from feeling that peaceful, I might not get into a full meditative state, but just that down, like just mm -hmm. come down and just yeah. take time, <laughs> draw this out, find the soothing quality of of the um you know the symmetry and I think that's yeah. just beautiful that's exciting to hear yeah. can people find your art and the coloring book where can they where can they find this or learn more about any upcoming classes um you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook um it my handle is at Rafa's madness r-a-f-f-a-s madness and then I have a website too rafasmadness.com too so yeah. Okay. I'll be sure and include all that in the show notes because that's cool. really um, much simpler for people to just click a link and there they go and they can yeah. find you <laughs> and they can buy your art. They can buy your coloring book. They can get started that way and they can keep mm -hmm. in touch with you too. If they want to um, find out about any upcoming classes that you do, I yeah. think it'd be really cool if you could offer them online as well. So they're very accessible. Yeah, that's kind of what my first thing was 
used to do I want to do some online ones but I had a bunch of people in, in Red Deer here they're like oh <laughs> I was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> oh this this yeah. is this is really cool yeah I can think one of, thing yeah go ahead oh I was gonna say too one thing when you said being intimidated by doing it that was me when I first started doing this art and why I picked mandalas because like to paint a scene or something like that to me that's intimidating to me when I first started these they were very simple but like to draw a circle with some lines through it and then just fill in the blocks like you don't need any talent you don't like if you can use a compass and you can kind of stay in the line (laughs) and I found it very I don't know why but that's I wasn't like artistic sort of thing but to me I was like this is easy I can put the paint on the page I don't have to think about shading I don't have to try and do a scene it was just like here's some triangles to color in alternate the colors and that's how it started was because I was intimidated by art art and all the painting and stuff like that and I was like you know what if I draw a circle and but I've seen mandalas before so I was like well I'll just draw some shapes and that's easy so That's how I started was because I was intimidated by it. And I found it just really easy to just draw shapes and fill them in. That's kind of all it is. <laughs> I'm so happy that you mentioned that, Nicole. That that yeah. makes sense. And then, okay, now you just made it even more intriguing for people who think they <laughs> aren't artistic and they see the work that you've done. And they're like, I could make that with like some circles and lines and, and some yeah. colors. Yeah. Well, what I'd love for you to share as well is you, you mentioned why you got back into art. You had done some oh, of this as a child. You were away from it for a while. And then you, you just, it kind of came in in an unexpected way. Yeah, it was. Um, I've been working for a few years online, affiliate marketing and coaching and stuff like that. I want to be self-employed and all that eventually here, but I got a business coach and and it was a lifestyle coach too and they're like you need to have fun in your life at some point and I was like what that's not productive <laughs> like, no, you, you need to like find something that to have fun with because I you know I I I work full-time I've always taken courses on the side or coaching or trying to start a business or all sorts of stuff and she was like you need to do something for fun and what whatnot so I was like what she's like what did you do when you were a kid and I was like I don't know like painting and art and stuff she's like there you go go buy some paints and do something with it I was like okay uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was basically just like I don't know what to do I don't know how to paint I guess I'll just have some fucking fun I guess <laughs> you gonna force me to have some yeah, fun <laughs> fine. I'll have fun was <laughs> basically what it came down to <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I ended up really enjoying it. So, um, yeah, thank goodness she recommended it to me because it came in handy when I started having uh, issues with past PTSD and stuff. So, yeah, it became a blessing later on for sure, too. And now you're building a, a business with this. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Your... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I, I affiliate market for other products and for other businesses, too. But I, yeah, want to. I'm still doing my art on the side as well. and yeah make money all the time <laughs> I've been on your website and I'm impressed I'm oh I thank was you really impressed with it so I encourage people to go check it out and yeah I just love your story I think if more of us were adding fun to our lives without being you know made home it's homework 
forced to and yeah. <laughs> challenged to actually have some fun guilty that's why right? I, yeah. that that's why that resonates with me <laughs> i think that's an important factor in being healthy and it is know, yes it's important for healing and mental health and yeah. just uh you know it might not be art maybe it's hiking maybe it's um playing a sport exactly. or exactly. Uh, yeah. you know whatever that might be doing some writing learning a new yeah. board game i don't know anything that you yeah. used to have fun with yeah so it's anything that gives you that feeling and that yeah that bit of flow and and yeah just to be able to have fun like to do something that's not productive like that's that's very hard for me to do still even now like um building a business has been like the best personal development course I could have ever taken because I've had to work on a lot of stuff just to to get to the bottom of it because you can't have a successful business if you're if you're fucked up in the head basically so um yeah changing my mindset has been one of the biggest parts of it and the art therapy definitely helped with that it gave me yeah something to to enjoy to be grateful for to have fun with and yeah access that little part of your body that you might not have uh, let out for a long time <laughs> well and what's interesting about adding fun to our lives and it doesn't have to be productive for myself I can speak on that's a boundary thing I don't set boundaries on my productive parts of my day if I'm home alone it goes till two in the morning or till I just I just can't function anymore and that's not fun it's all it has to be productive yeah and that isn't sustainable yeah well one of the ways my mentor explained it to me too was you might not think it's productive but if you're having fun and you're recharging and you feel better and you're in this happier state and you have a higher vibration you're gonna be so much more creative you're gonna be able to make better decisions you're gonna be you know if you're making content for your business or anything like that like you make something they feel that energy when you put it out like you can't write a post and be like be grateful about things like and put it out there because people are gonna be like whoa this doesn't feel right like whatever energy you're creating from that's what people are going to feel sort of thing too. So it might not be productive, but later on in your business, and I've noticed in my business too, if I take, you know, a minute to go for a walk or, you know, half hour to draw something or color for a little bit, then you just, yeah, you vibe higher and your brain works better. Your body's happier. Like you're better in your business for it. So that was a big mindset shift. I I had to go through too, for sure. (laughs) It's true. I need to take a notebook anytime I go for a walk because I have the most beautiful inspirations at those times. Right. Or in the shower. I get yep. like my best ideas in the shower. <laughs> Soap on the wall, writing notes. Streaking through the house looking for a pen. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. This has been so much fun, Nicole. Thank you for taking the time to spend with us. And you're going to be back on the show and we're going to dig deeper into your life experiences. And, you know, cool. we've, we've now met who you are. Obviously you have done some work and some, some healing, and there's definitely a message of hope in, in your path and your journey. 
And mm-hmm. that is very important. I think that your voice will resonate with, with people in the audience in a different way than mine does. And um, I'm really, I'm really appreciative of the fact that you're, you're here and you're going to share your story and you've now offered this beautiful tool of art, whether it's people looking at your art, coloring from the coloring book of the art you've created or learning and having the courage to create their own to experience what is, what is there for them. Really amazing stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, I love, and just the hope thing is like one of my main reasons I do what I do, uh, not only through my art and stuff, but through like my business. And, uh, I want to learn to help other people like me make money, have a successful business. Cause that's, a one thing that held me back a long time was like, I don't feel worthy to be successful or to make lots of money or to have the things that I want because of the things that had happened to me in the past. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's really awesome to be able to give that hope to myself and, and to other people to know that you can, I've seen people who have come from way worse situations than me and they're millionaires now they're, you know, and have families and, help a lot of other people do the same thing. So that's, that's my goal as well. If you could offer the listeners a thought to take away with them, some piece of encouragement or a little action item, a journal prompt, what, what would, if you're asked for what, what's the best advice you could offer the world? What would that be? Hmm. <laughs> I just totally threw you under the bus there, put you That's on the a spot. Good one. Okay. No pre-warning actually, there. <laughs> actually, I just heard a thing a little while ago and it was about living with the hand that you're dealt. And you might be like, okay, you know, I got a shit hand. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, someone with a better hand is has a way better chance at see, succeeding in life than I do. But I read a study. I love studies. <laughs> And they did a study on winning poker hands and they analyzed like over a hundred million or uh, over a million poker hands. And of the winning poker hands, only 12 of them were the best, 12% were the best hands. So even if you have the winning poker hand, it only wins 12% of the time. So what's the rest of it? 88% of the time, the worst hands are winning. So 88% of the time, you don't have to have the best hand to win. So yeah, it doesn't matter the hand that you're dealt. You can have a shitty hand and you can still win. <laughs> it's the way you play it. Yeah, it's all, it all depends on the player. And, and acknowledging the value that that's right there. Yeah. That having, was having skills at cool. the game. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was great. Like cool statistics. So, yeah, it I thought is. It was neat. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that, Nicole. Thanks for being here today. And we'll look forward to having you back. Yes. Thanks again. This was awesome. I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine.
It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through whatever life changes you're facing. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine and Channel and Divorce Resource Groups are intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine, and Life Changes Channel, as well as the Divorce Resource Groups, do not constitute endorsements for, nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.